sweet of him. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi everyone and welcome to That UFO Podcast. It's your news update for the end of September, start of October. Joining me as always is Dan on this one. How are we? I'm great, thanks Andy. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. We've been talking for a while. You don't have to. We have, yeah. It's kind of yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> How are you? How has your week been? It doesn't matter. People are here to hear about the, the news. And do you know what? It's funny. We've just gone through and taken out some of the stuff we were going to talk about because over the last couple of days, it's became a little less relevant or... It, there's there's more stuff I think we can be talking about on on this update anyway that's a little more up to date. Uh, the first one, Dan, though, is our show on KGRA, which we're very grateful to be a part of. Um, it is the other show, that UFO podcast, the other show. And a few people have mentioned this on the, the October update that's went out today, Dan, but it's, it's not replacing anything. There was a couple of people worried about, oh, is this going to be like the new show instead of the podcast? And no, definitely not. It is, and we were looking at the YouTube format anyway, uh, and that's not to to replace and like be a YouTube channel, which we have the YouTube channel, but we're still an audio based podcast. We like that the best, and uh, there's plenty of good YouTube channels out there. Like we've said before, UCR's kind of got that sewn up. Singularity Lab, Christina Gomez, Project Unity, all these folks are predominantly video channels, and they do it very very well as well, and. Uh, we had a little mess about with a test on YouTube and loads of people checked it out and quite liked some of the ideas we had for it, just trying to do something a bit different. And uh, Cards on the Table, KGRA, reached out to us a couple of weeks ago and asked if we'd be interested in joining up and doing a show with them. And uh, it's mutually exclusive that you know we'll maybe get exposed to some some of their audience and, and vice versa as well. So if you checked out last night, thank you very much. There was a 15-minute interview with Ralph Blumenthal on there. There was uh, some footage review of the, the famous Turkey UFO video and a bit of a discussion around future humans and some other bits and pieces as well. So please check that out, folks, over on KGRA's YouTube channel. I hope people can understand. Dan, what am I saying there? Can you say it? K-G-R-A. No, that's even worse. Um, so yeah, people <laughs> check out yeah, Kugra. People check out the KGRA YouTube channel, and you will find that show on there. It's up to watch now on repeat. So please, please check it out and get involved because we want it to be a show for for all of you. Enjoy the the different format, Dan. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's kind of nice having that interjection in the conversation with with the interview. Um, and breaking down the footage is something I've seen a lot of channels do. But it's one of those things where, you, you know, when you sit there and watch and you think, I, I think I've got a take on this or a way to do it that might be a little more uh, less dramatic, let's say. Well, already off the back of that last night, one of the the viewers or listeners uh, for that in the live chat had mentioned I've got some stuff I'd send you over and they've got a pretty cool video they've filmed uh, that I'll put online they've given me permission to share it I mean it's one of those where you can't really make much out it's filmed with a camera phone but it, it looks pretty tic tacky just sitting in the air 
And uh, yeah, I, I was relatively impressed by it. I know some people will never be happy with this kind of stuff, but I appreciated it being shared and I'll put that online as well. So yeah, send us over anything you've got, folks, any suggestions, questions or, or ideas for the pod. And we're happy to, to integrate that in as well with the KGRA show. So that's going to be weekly, every Friday, 11 p.m. UK, which is 6 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Pacific time. On to the news then. Dan, you were pretty on the ball, weren't you, regarding the new bill update? I think you were one of the first to get there. Not that you're one of those that throws their toys out the pram, as a few people did recently, <laughs> regarding exclusivity or being the first to break news. But um, So what was the, the update on the bill? So basically, if you remember back when the preliminary report came out, just after that, there was news on a bill from the uh, Senate Intel Committee. I hope I'm getting that right. Um, it was the Intelligence Authorization Act. Basically, that was S two six one zero. That was the provision that said they wanted a report every ninety days. At the time, it didn't include biological effects and so on and so forth like that. Like the other bills, they all kind of progress through the House. If you imagine two train tracks in parallel, they kind of go in. But up ahead, there's a point where they're going to join before they become law. Last year. We had the the Senate bill that would maybe get passed. This year, both of those train tracks have hefty UAP language attached to them. So if one doesn't get through, the other one's going to get through. Um, and this is the point now where we're kind of starting to see the language get more in line. Um, for example, in this bill tucked away, there's a whole section um, that talks about caring for victims of anomalous health incidents. That could be to do with the Havana syndrome, but anomalous is that word that obviously, you know, it's a little dog whistle to, to everyone who, who is in this subject. Um, there's also a little bit about um, basically officers who have been punished for things that they shouldn't have been in inside uh, the government departments. So I wonder if that's maybe something to do with the ongoing IG investigation with Lou Elizondo mm -hmm. and the people that you, you know were denied uh, that they were ever part of it. Um, and then they've added to the language that basically, or to make sure that the whatever office comes out of these two bills, that they can draw on all of the classified reporting and information, which is very important. As we've seen, you, you know, we're, we're all disappointed with the non-classified stuff. The classified areas are where the really juicy kind of videos are, it seems. So it, it's great that they get an access to that now. But but even on that, even on the that classified section we all love, would love to see, I bet there would still be some people disappointed with aspects of it, just in the fact that, oh, why don't they have X, Y, or Z? And part of the issue that we heard was that the team putting together the, the report, the UAP task force, didn't get a lot of co cooperation they were expecting or wanted. Uh, we heard about their hands being tied behind their back. We heard about the change of leadership during it. And obviously there would have been changes in, in various other organisations within the government as well, which would have played into that those hands. Um, so yeah, I think the lack of cooperation would have stilted the or stunted the growth of that report anyway, didn't it? Like to, as, as to what came out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and essentially what we're seeing this year is, you know, they put out the request last year. We've seen how... The departments have responded to them and and that was all the low-hanging fruit and now they're just making sure that the language is there to cover you know the biological effects the classified areas the 
departments that weren't compliant with them will be compelled to be compliant with them. Um, and th- this is kind of, I think, where things get confused and people get frustrated because they they see these bills as being kind of written by the secret keepers, when really this is a new group of people whose interest is peaked. They're now realizing how important an issue this is and what maybe has gone on in the past, and they want a, pro- a proper look at it. So if I was any of the secret keepers, I'd be sweating right now. And listen, you've got to be honest as well that that's not necessarily saying that people who have a peaked interest and we've got names like Marco Rubio, who obviously play, played a big part in what's been happening behind the scenes. Uh, Ruben Gallego, Galegio is the name that we're not sure how to pronounce the surname yet. And Tim Burchett are, are some of the names that are coming into this in play. And it's not necessarily that they've got a huge interest in UFOs and, and want disclosure. Some of these people, no doubt, are, are trying to further their own political careers using a, a burgeoning topic, which it, that's fine, because and, as and long as it gets the, the word out there and it pushes things forward, then I, I can't see any issue with that. Yeah, th- this is kind of a, a result of the way that Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon presented the subject to people. You know, it wasn't aliens in the sky, it's protecting your airspace. And this is something that any senator can reasonably agree is something that everyone should be doing. You know, secure your airspace, look after your pilots, look after everyone in your country. It's, it's really hard to not see that as a win, you know? I can I can see why all these senators are going for it. Dan, it has aliens in the sky, though, isn't it? Like, Yes. um as part of that lou elizondo was on tucker carlson on fox news in a three minute 38 second little little package i thought again i've always said the same thing the graphics package is lazy again it's the mystery wire photographs along with the jenny mccorbell footage with the triangular stuff um at least there wasn't a load of the deliberate fakes put in and that's not to comment on the authenticity of what those triangles may be it's an improvement it's slow and steady wins the race you know uh there there is one thing i should say about the bills just before we move on oh yeah and and that is the reason for the two of them existing i think it's worth knowing um so hr 4350 that's the recent bill the one that was talked about when lou was in san marino with max that only applies to the intelligence community whereas this other bill applies to the intelligence community and all the defense department components so basically, we've got everything covered by these two bills. Uh, which one's your favourite of the two bills, Dan? Uh, oh, I mean, it's, it's like picking a favourite child. They, they're going to... I don't know if you've seen Dragon Ball Z when they do fusion and become one awesome thing from two great characters. It's kind of like that. Couldn't be any <laughs> like more Like a Megazord. Geeky. That could be a more geeky conversation, could it? Which is your favourite <laughs> of the bills, Dan? And then you mentioned Dragon Ball Z. Moving on, though, like, and it's still tied in, actually, with it, is, uh, like I say, Lou Elizondo's appearance on Fox News. Uh, he emphasised a couple of points that I thought was thought were particularly interesting. Not that it was a groundbreaking piece, but I think it was just keeping the conversation alive in the mainstream, which is which was good. Um, Lou emphasised that the two points that won... He discussed, as you've mentioned, Dan, the likelihood of adverse medical effects as a result of UAP encounters. Uh, he mentioned pilots specifically, which, again, I don't know if that's just the, the, the term that he wanted to use or if he is thinking of specifically pilots who have encountered these and not just military personnel in general. And also that, too, the US government likely, again, does have pieces of recovered material and these should be shared with, with Congress as part of this. So... Uh, and uh, Tucker also asked about the 
you know, general consensus is that it's it's not Russia or China, and Lou done the the face with the eyes, and that uh, it's clearly not. But off the record, the the these officials are of of the opinion more and more it's something else, which is which is good to hear. It is, yeah, and and Lou Lou kind of in that portion of the the interview describe why it's important to kind of have that possibility on the table you know we we always talk about you can't take something off the table until you can right um and he just points out when he's saying it's not you you know the consensus is it's not russian or chinese he says of course you've got to keep that door open just to crack it helps to have this conversation it helps socialize it initially to some folks who are just now hearing about this for the first time so it's all about how you present the subject. You know, you go running in with a tinfoil hat and you're going to get ignored. <laughs> Next up, one that I've not managed to get to yet myself. I'm not going to lie, when I saw it, it was potentially five hours long. Uh, Richard Dolan done a show on the Wilson Davis documents. This is something that, again, the last couple of months has reared its head. But I fear it's veering into the territory of it's being discussed ad nauseum too much to death with not a whole lot to be added to it is that where you're at with it as well dan for the moment and that's not to downplay how important these these are or could be but it's just like they keep getting brought up yeah i'd say so i i mean it's it's one of those spinning plates right like there's nothing i can find to authenticate them there's nothing that i've seen that has you know made them look fake to me um this is something a lot of people uh, smarter than myself are looking into. So it's one of those things that I'm kind of sat back, letting other people run the race. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll look at the results as they present them. Um, but for now, it's definitely a spinning plate. It seems to me like we, we've talked before about the, the idea that disclosure or whatever eventually comes out of all of this it's not going to be one smoking gun here's the the craft here's the body here's the video it's going to be like a massive file of evidence that just the the table collapses under the weight of that and it feels like there there's there's people going through the folder where you've got all this great stuff all this footage all the testimony the videos the the magazines the podcasts the documentaries the movies the the news segments but there's some people just seem stuck on this one little section of the folder. I go, look at these documents, look at these documents. Yes, that's great. We've seen them, but look at all this other stuff as well. And there are other things that need focused on. And I feel that's just where I see people like debating it still ferociously. And it's like, neither side can prove whether they are 100% genuine or 100%, you know, not because as we know, Admiral Wilson has denied that it happened. Um, Eric Davis, is very much of the opinion that it that it did um the the meeting there's no way of proving as as far as we know that it did and no one has that so you just have to take it and you know at, at face value you can choose to to believe it or not you can choose to kind of put it on the back burner as a it's cool but that we've not got enough to go on and and that's kind of where i'm at with it where i get the gist i know what they are i know what the ramifications are but as long as you've got Admiral Wilson, the only way I think it changes for me is if he comes out and says, do you know what, maybe something did happen or maybe there was a meeting and it, it just moves it forward a little bit. Other than that, it's just one of those that how much how much more can we get on it? What You've watched the Richard Dolan piece. Was there, was there much to go on, Dan, within that? 
I mean, it, it's a great piece. Richard's pieces on it are very, very thorough. You know, same as Jay from Project Unity. The, these are the people I mean when I say there are people doing a lot of really good work in this. Same, same with Black Vault as well, you know, Joe, Joe Mergia. Um, all of them are, are really, really digging into this. Um, and if you go on social media, you'll see them going at each other as well. Um, but I don't like stepping into that kind of energy. So I'm just kind of standing back and letting it play out. Um, I know that some important people have had it put in front of them. Um, you, you know, people like Ross Coltart are aware of it. Um, if there's journalistic work to be done, I trust Ross that he'll find what's there, you know? Dan, you don't like to step into these things, but um, you've commented on a few threads on Twitter recently, um, particularly on the Anjali, Anjali uh, pronunciation. Who? Anjali. Um, so, that whole thing's dead to me. <laughs> okay. And do you know what? This is just opinion. A few people had got in touch and they were like, Oh, I was disappointed the way you guys talked about it, or you know, like, you know that what you'd said it was, you know, dismissive. And I think we were fair that do you know what? It was just opinion and we're entitled to that as as well as everyone else is. I hope this expedition happens. I hope there is some form of proof comes from it. I hope it, it moves the conversation forward. Um to, I, to me it's like imagine you, you know, a, a football side you can pick American football or British football, it doesn't matter, um, playing a game, and then there's just this shiny thing on the sidelines. That, you know, it, it's an intriguing story, but it's just a shiny thing on the sidelines. To me, the important stuff here is this bill stuff. It's going through, it's legitimizing the subject. This is the long game. The Anjali stuff, like I say, if, if she comes back with it and I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But for now, my, my response is that, you know, is is it really? <laughs> and it's so left field, doesn't it? When you talk about that, that you've you've got this, like I was talking before about the, the, the folder and the weight of evidence. This is one of those things that it either blows things wide open because of what's being claimed. And do you know what? Maybe it will be the thing that we go, wow, do you know what? Forget everything else. We don't need those bills anymore because we have this proof or or something. It would be it would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But it just doesn't seem to be going that way. And again, for those asking, and Jalia said a couple of times she'll come on. I've I've DM'd. I, I get she's got a family, she's busy, and she's certainly not um she doesn't owe me anything. Um, but- Respectfully, she has enough time to be on Twitter being vague and opaque about things. So uh so you know, if she doesn't want to talk about it, that's fair. But be honest about that. It's another red flag for me. The invite's still there for her. I, I would like to have a, a discussion on, on things. but that, That's a reference to all the interviews she's passed on, by the way, not just this channel. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I know she's done the, a couple, the Steve Cambion and uh, Jimmy Church, wasn't it? So so those are out there. But I've got I've some different questions. Hmm. I've got some different questions to ask. And I, of course... All respect due. Um, it's a very brave thing that's that she's come out and done, but it is what it is, and it's again right now like the Wilson documents on the face of it. There, there's no proof, and we're just waiting to see what happens off the back of it. Um, yeah, there's not there's not really much that can come of it until you get that ultimate piece of evidence that proves either of those stories. So I'd rather just move on from it. You know, I, I don't want to spend my time bad mouthing it. I'm just not convinced. Let's move on. Moving on, Dan, to the Demi Lovato Unidentified series <laughs> where you've watched the first two, three episodes of it. Uh, all. Uh, there are four oh. episodes in all. Yep. 
I've not had a chance this week. I have been extremely busy in the day job. Uh, I've got all these things lined up to listen to, slash watch, slash review, whatever we get a chance to do. Um, But it's just been a bit hectic in the day job and recording side of things. So uh, very appreciative that Dan has managed to get through those and to all the listeners who have got in touch asking me my opinion or sharing theirs. Um, So far, I've not really had many people get in touch to say anything different to what I thought the show might turn out to be. Dan, what's what's your thoughts on having watched it? I'd I'd like to give it a hearty, Andy. You were right. Um, it was a really broad, light look at the subject that I think is going to be, you know, pretty toothless and inoffensive, but is a generally decent introduction to everything uh, to to Demi's audience. Right. Okay. So Demi has a pretty sizable audience couple of million twitter followers i don't know about the instagram and tiktok stuff but just in general pretty big audience um there are a few other people joining demi on the the, the documentary it's been pretty well advertised from what i can see people online um i know christina gomez was speaking to the executive producer uh, uh, one of those kind of that's right i feel like his name was dan but i can't remember yeah um i've not had a chance to catch that but the the spin that I've seen from people, and I think we discussed this a little bit in the past, is given the size of that audience, it's great exposure of the subject to that audience. But like with anything, it seems, again, this is just me from the outside, I would love to hear people's thoughts on this. It's taking a particular narrative and angle on the subject that maybe we don't all necessarily want people to come into this with because it doesn't bring people into the subject with dipping their toe in the water and you know let's have a look at what this might be there is a phenomenon here it seems that straight away we're going in with there's alien hybrid babies all these ets are and, and again, hybrid babies ETs. are in one of the first episodes too yeah, it's not like it's, they build up to that you know yeah imagine this subject like and i keep meaning to do this at some point it's like a spider's web and in the middle we have like the phenomenon and off of that we have et ultra terrestrial interdimensionals different craft uap ufo and off of those again names and different ideas and abductions mutilations all that kind of stuff and how everything's interlinked this seems like it just straight away jumps into one particular thread and it's the the Stephen Greer line of thinking. I know Demi Lovato has had um, meetings with Stephen Greer. He wasn't in it though. To to the show's credit, he didn't appear in it, and the, the team was generally there. stuck to decent people. Nick Pope was in it. He was kind of in the last episode. We had Kevin Day, you know, the the Nimitz guys telling those stories, um, and that's the stuff that it worked up to. So you you could kind of see that that it was it was more about Demi's story as she kind of comes into the subject, coming across all this really, you know, the outlandish stuff, um, but also the good stuff. Do you feel there was enough of the, let, let's just say like the, the more serious side of the discussion that would be going on through the halls of, you know, government and getting politicians and lawmakers involved in this as it is to, to get people involved in that sense? Or are people going to, if they do come into the subject, come in with a full love and light being approach and let's look at alien hybrid babies? And I mean, we are we are 18 months into this podcast, Dan, and as yet, I've not done a show on like alien hybrid babies. I haven't told you how I was born. 
Mm. People have, people have <laughs> wondered, kidding. like, people have, but do, do you know, and that, again, I know that's what you not mean, to dismiss, I, know what you mean. I am not dismissing that aspect to the conversation, but it just seems like it's, again, from a UK point of view, you have like Danny Dyer on UFOs or Sean Ryder on UFOs, and they are big personalities and characters where a lot of people who are watching are watching it dismissively or for a laugh or to, to make fun of it. They, and they again, want the sincerity in the show. To okay. its credit, you know, that's good to hear. Demi, Demi was clearly interested in it. Like I said, it's it's about Demi's journey to me, discovering everything that is in this kind of spider's web. Again, I'm I'm asking the question that I hope people take some value from this if they haven't watched it yet. But is it more of a Demi Lovato reality TV series that just happens to have UFOs as a backdrop to to it? Demi starts the show by talking about an a. a dream or experience that happened recently and the show is very much her trying to understand that experience uh, again i suppose it's not too spoilery to ask what is that experience basically demi thought that she was abducted and shown the earth from space the show kicks off with that that's what demi goes to when the hypnotic regression takes place Okay, I suppose it's going to spoil it if we go into too much more for people who do want to go and look at it. And I would never tell someone not to watch something, not to look at a piece of footage or anything. But to be honest, it's something that I'll I'll have a look at. I think I'll probably skip through some of it as well. Um, but it it just seems to be what I thought it was going to be, and I've got that bias right, rightly or wrongly, with this kind of stuff. And again, it's like if if you're not going to make something that's adding to the conversation I, I, again it's just i suppose it's not my bag if i, if I want to say it that way so yeah, for sure but yeah i, I understand it it's not going to be the phenomena for people but it might make a few more people open up about things that have happened to them or just normalize the conversation what i will say is on the back of that and i've not written the names down dan you may be able to pull them off the top of your head there are a few other pieces uh, coming out in the near future where trailers have just dropped online uh, you've got the names of them dan one of them the consciousness connection isn't it yeah that's right um this one's by dave uh dave Beatty. he did the nimitz encounter documentary that a lot of people have, have watched um it's kind of a 3d you know retelling of that encounter uh so dave's just going to be basically exploring consciousness and, and everything that entails so that'll be a very interesting film I think I saw Gary Voorhees originally had shared that one on his Facebook page. So uh, I don't know if Gary That's has right. an involvement potentially in that. I know he's been doing some filming for various things, so that would be good to see. And uh, there was another one as well, am I correct? Uh, the Observers, which again, is funny to me. We've spoken about Fringe a lot this week and time travel, and that's what those time travelers are called. <laughs> and is that the one I've seen with the trailer with uh, Linda Moulton Howe, John Greenwald... Yeah, I think that's correct. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so th- there are some more pieces coming out and it's always interesting to watch those. I almost prefer those, I don't want to say lower budget, but more independent style pieces to to some of those big celebrity ones like the Demi Lovato piece. Um, just I, I think you get some of that more gritty conversation potentially as part of it. But maybe again, that's just being more involved in the subject that you, you look for that because you're aware of all the the kind of out like the the general stuff so so yeah there's, there's there's some stuff to get your teeth sunk into as we can approach the end of the year as well 
Just to finish off, folks, uh, you may have heard we interviewed Kurt Jai Mungo from Theories of Everything YouTube channel. Uh, that was a, do you know what? I don't want to say it was a hard interview for me because I really enjoyed it. But Kurt is a very articulate, very intellectual, really intense guy in a way to speak to. But he, he was great. Um, Dan has seen it because Dan was doing the editing for the YouTube video and I was really keen on Dan's opinion because at times I just thought, you know, there were parts of it where I don't lie and pretend I know what Kurt was talking about with some of the terminology and the wording, but he he breaks things down in a very unique way with his own perspective. Dan, uh, what you really wanted to be a part of the actual interview itself, but it's not that I wouldn't let you, you just had some stuff on and couldn't make that time. Um, what, what were your thoughts on it? It was amazing. It was a very refreshing interview. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Kurt's channel anyway. I, I like the way he approaches subjects. You know, he he doesn't tend to tell people they're wrong. He tends to try and explore with them why what, what they're trying to communicate. You know, uh, because we all get tied up in language. And there were some really interesting subjects that you guys talked about. But for me, just overall, hearing hearing someone with Kurt's background in mathematics talk about this subject and what kind of attracted him to it. These are the people we should be looking for to bring into this subject. You know, they, we're, we're going to see more and more people like Kurt come in kind of throwing their hands. I'm saying, you know what? I'm like a kid here. I don't really know what we're talking about, but I'm going to kind of feel in the dark with you and we're going to figure this out. Um, I, I, Dan, I also got the impression in speaking to him that he's almost still wrestling with the fact he's actually discussing the subject seriously and he's really honest and, and mentions how it was only recently got involved and he tells yeah. you how that happened but he's almost still at times a little surprised that i'm actually having this conversation but it has to be had i think he's he's, he's came to that realization yeah yeah absolutely you know where where he had not being bothered that there are two bills going through congress and then we've got people like kurt they're kind of going what we're even having this conversation and it's like yeah there is just the official legislation there are all these military signs the the world is catching up with what's going on and and it was lovely to hear you guys kind of chew through that i know a lot of people have reached out to cut and they mentioned they would love them to have Louise Elizondo on to speak to. And uh, I don't think it's unfair to announce this because at the end of that interview, he does say, here's a bit of a um, exclusive for your listeners that Louise is coming on in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'm not spoiling anything for him because he did announce that on the podcast. It's just that that's not coming out to the 11th. So if you've listened all the way through this update, folks, um, you, you'll hear that announced by Kurt in the near future as well. But that's what I'm really looking forward to because he's not going to, again, ask those those same questions that so many of us have of Lou. Um, he's going to have that approach where there, there's just things that he's trying to to compute as he asks them. Um, and I, I wish I was that articulate as, as he speaks. So um, well, that was a really... I, I thought you did really well, too. You, you know, you're, I, I like the, your ability to say, I don't know. It led to a lot of explanations from Kurt, even though he's very aware of his audience and he's clearly aware of when he gets a bit too technical. Um, you you chose the right moments to kind of stick with a certain concept and kind of go, hey, what, what's that about? Let's talk about that. 
I think people really I, enjoy it. I, I used a, a jigsaw analogy for something that he liked, so I was quite chuffed with that. Was a good that analogy. Yeah, I like that. But listen, that the Cut Dry Mungle interview will be out in a couple of days' time on Patreon and Apple Premium. So if you sign up to those, you'll get access to that early and advert free, which is always a benefit. And it will be available to everyone on Monday, the 11th of October. Uh, so that is one to look forward to. Next week, you're going to have the listener call in part two that's been delayed a couple of weeks that'll be out and you should have this update pod and is there anything else we're missing dan of the new kgra show at number two as well where we'll be discussing there'll be an interview with tim mcmillan talking about project titan which came out of san marino and we'll be discussing and breaking that one down as well so hopefully folk join us for all of those it'd be good to hear from everyone again We'll see if there's another news pod, if there's enough news to discuss, that would be great. If not, it'll be the the following week, but plenty of content still to come. Dan, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's It's always nice to talk through this. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer, a little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Fuck. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little Meditative game of fateful on meta. I can't imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there he was. Like, you awake? I was about to abduct you, cuz. I jumped back and nearly kissed myself. Then I climbed out the window after the elf. And I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head. And everything was weird and everything was red. My boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems, and they think I should take care of me, and I don't know what it is, because it doesn't really scare me.